All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. What was that song you were singing there, Retro, in the pre-show? Oh, Donna. Oh, Donna. Oh, Donna. Oh, Donna. I hope we don't get flagged on YouTube for it's probably that sounding so similar on. to the uh, the original. It's like yeah. when you can hum for Shazam, they still know the song. That's right. That's a dangerous uh, Watch out. piece of technology. Could get Buddy. us in trouble. The Redster, hey, Ryan team. Pinder. And uh, yours truly here in the Tower Chrysler Studios. What's going on, Retro? How are we? Is is Bender a little bit spicy today? No, huh? no, no, no. We were just all here ready. That's oh, come on. Frank's here. Oh, Frank. Yeah, Frank is Frank here. Is here. Yeah, we're already. Frank is here. We're just going to go down the path. So I have to. So I've got to get accustomed sitting here for fifteen minutes doing fuck all. That's part of the requirement now. He really has mm. backpedaled on his cursing position, hasn't he? It really has been. Yeah, <laughs> wow, now that he's yeah. It's like, well, that uh, that horse is out of the barn. We're not getting her back. <laughs> Tower Chrysler Studios. Hey, yeah. If you if you don't if you don't yell, you don't win the argument. You gotta yell. It does feel that way? Yeah. I'm yelling louder. Like I, I must be right. What language it was, but he was yeah. sure loud and sure he must have won. <laughs> That's my policy, at least. TowerChrysler.com from now till the end of the month over at Tower doing good deeds for other people. They are collecting warm clothing for the mustard seeds. Swing by the dealership, drop off any winter items, your hats, boots, coats, hand warmers, you know the deal. Drop at the dealership, drop them off. You'll be entered into a draw. And at the end of the month, a nice little prize package going to be awarded to uh, one of the people that do. And of course, that's at 
10901 McLeod Trail South. You know where it is. Well, numbers. It's trail. Just look for tower. Trail. Just go tower. It's by Anderson Station. It's right there. It's on yeah. trail. Uh, you mentioned Frank Saravalli. There is Frank Saravalli who has oh. uh, sobered up. Oh. Since uh, the weekend in the desert as he was at Super Bowl cheering on his Philadelphia Eagles. His Eagles. Yes. Fly, Eagles, fly. What happened, yeah. Frank? At half, I know you were... Uh, were you into the fu- streaking, Frank. Yeah, yeah. Saw you on one of those platforms in that white suit doing your hoop de doop dance. You look great, bud. Good moves. Yeah, it was, it was, it was impressive, the height of that. Uh, I was getting a little nauseous watching that, although... That may have been the booze from the weekend. I was going to say, maybe it was the the fireball making you all teary-eyed and emotional. Did you pull the double up? Did you get to the the golf tournament there, the WM Phoenix Open, or not? No, I couldn't swing that. That's a lot. There's only so much debauchery you can pack into (laughs) one weekend, and... I we we had a we had a day on Saturday though. We went to Scottsdale and we were posted up at a few different spots, uh mostly of the outdoor variety, patio variety, and it was uh it was quite a day. Uh net like note to self though, next time you bring your dad on a trip, remember to have him eat dinner at, in the oh. middle of all of that going on because we uh yeah, we ended up putting in a shift during the day, not so much one at night. Got to feed the old man, eh? Yeah. What's it like cleaning up your dad's puke? Like after your drunk dad hurls uh, on the floor, is that uh, bonding? No, no, we, no. There was none, no puking, none yeah. at all. Um, it was actually just like at some point. All right, so th- this is hilarious. This is actually when I I knew that I needed to call an Uber to get us home. Is when I saw him like run into a buddy and he hugged him and I was like, my dad's hugged me like once in my life. I was like, oh, Uber, like, get get this guy out of here. It's time to go. Now you were in your fields too, apparently. Yeah. Some scar tissue there, Frank. Jeez, the hugs are coming out. Yeah. Uh, we're another week closer to the trade deadline. Sixteen do, days. Do we see this happen? Patrick Kane, one of the biggest names in hockey, potentially on the move, where a deal is made not involving him or his team. But yet you can see there's a bit of, oh, geez, I guess uh, mm. yes, the Rangers made that deal. Very rare that you see a guy almost kind of outwardly expressing jealousy that that's kind of where I would have liked to have gone. Yeah, shame on him. You know what? Get your act together. Get your list in. Have a conversation with your agent. Rip off the Band-Aid and have that conversation with your GM, if you'd like to go down that path, I think everyone knew that this infatuation had been there, not just from the Rangers side. I heard going back to last year's draft floor that the Rangers were interested in engaging in a conversation with the Blackhawks about Kane then. And then it lingered all the way up until the point where, you know, I've talked before about his dad being so active in his in his career and his life who's at morning skates and practices, you know, quietly asking people, hey, what do you hear about the Rangers in Madison Square Garden and what it would be like to live there and play there? They went through the whole process trying to figure out what that might be like, only to have the Rangers turn around and trade for Vladimir Tarasenko. And I think there were two reasons for that. One, the Chicago Blackhawks, uh, with regard to Patrick Kane, his house wasn't in order. Don't have an answer yet as to what he would like to do. And two, there's real concern about the hip injury that he has and why he does not look like the showtime we're used to seeing on the ice to the point where they said, we think this guy in Tarasenko may cost less, may play better, 
and be a better overall fit with our team without any of the headaches or the hoopla. So why isn't his shit together, so to speak? Like we've seen this come for a year and a half, two years. Uh, he's not that oblivious. I mean, if he's fantasizing about going there, like tell the team you want to go there. Is it that? Isn't it's not much more complicated than that, is it? No, it's actually not complicated at all because his agent actually has the ability with a full no trade clause to essentially engage in those conversations on be, on his behalf whenever he wants. And that hasn't happened. Uh, they are still now in the last few days, I'm told, doing their due diligence, engaging in different conversations with different people uh, to try and understand what options may be out there on the market. I mentioned one in the Edmonton Oilers yesterday as part of my trade deadline matchmaker series. I know you guys can envision me in a little tutu running around playing hockey's uh, love Cupid. doctor. But in this in this case, um, I think the list of potential teams where he is a fit is probably pretty small. And then on top of that, the list that he might actually consider beyond that may be even smaller. What about the Carlson Edmonton smoke? Is does that make sense to you? Like both of these guys are huge salaries. Kane at least is up at the end of the year, so you could probably get a bunch of retention as much as you needed moving it around. But uh, like the Carlson one, I, I'm trying to wrap my head around. How does that work financially? I I don't think it does, and the reason for that is we saw at least in a report a month back or so that the Sharks were looking for three first-round picks in order to trade Carlson and retain upwards of 20%. So if they were to go beyond that, and let's say they're able to get into a range where, let's say a team like the Oilers might be comfortable at seven or seven and a half million dollars, well, the asset price then goes from three first-round picks north of that. And so you, you can begin to do the calculus on what that looks like in order to pull it off, but what's more concerning to me if I was in the Oilers chair as general manager would be how do you then trade off seven or seven and a half million dollars back the other direction in order to make this trade work? Okay, you can pick Yesipuliarvi and pluck him off your roster. Fine. Who else are you sending with him in order to make the money work? And ultimately, at the end of the day, are you comfortable with the risk factor giving all of that up? to get Eric Carlson, who's played at an otherworldly level this season, but has four more years left on his deal and a basically reconstructed ankle. Well, you know, it won't be Evander Kane going to San Jose. Yeah, I don't think Kane. I don't think San Jose is. Sorry, go ahead, Red. Well, for that cost is Carlson. I mean, I I, I get that he's playing lights out. I, I understand that, but. What's he going to do? Improve your power play? You got too many guys that hold the puck already. Is he the right fit for that kind of price to to help Edmonton? Like if I'm the GM, I'm going, all right, I'm going to give away four first rounders and a bunch of stuff to get a guy back. Is that am I better served diversifying that and getting two defensemen or whatever else? Like it just doesn't seem to make sense. That's the way I see it, Rep, because I look at the Oilers and I say, they're the one team in the league that doesn't need help on their power play. They're clicking at 31%. What are you possibly hoping to get to? 37? Like what and how much is that going to help you moving forward? I, I agree. I don't think Jacob Chikrin is a fit for the same exact reason that you're talking about. When you watch his game closely, he's a shot threat on the power play and an elite one at that. 
but he's not a distributor. He's not a facilitator. He's not a puck transporter. He barely makes plays in his own end. He does a lot of, you know, chip off the wall and, and bounce it off to guys, little Maybe. short five to 10 area plays that I just say, neither one of those guys makes sense to me, which is why I then sort of pivoted to the idea of Kane, which I think would be intriguing. He also doesn't. Well, defend, that would be though. intriguing, but right? wouldn't Tanev, two Tanevs be more of the right move for a team like Edmonton? Like, uh, uh, to me, that's what. Yeah, to get it handling a, the puck. A true defender, maybe, and someone, uh, you know, along the lines of a Gavrikov. I don't think they're intrigued at the price that Columbus has been asking for Gavrikov, but maybe that stylistic type of player. I look at a guy, another guy in Chicago, Jake McCabe, that could solve a lot of their issues. And especially if you can get him for the next two years at $2 million instead of the four that he's currently being paid in Chicago with them being willing to retain, like that stands out to me. Like plug him into your lineup, then maybe add a forward and, and try and improve in a number of different areas as opposed to really, you know, blowing all your assets out on one big guy. As we're rolling on this, uh, Gavrikov has sat as a healthy scratch for trade reasons kind of a thing, Chikrin the same thing. We're two weeks away. How, yeah. <laughs> you would think if a deal is imminent, that's the kind of thing you do. And I get it if he's an asset that you want to deal. Are they really not going to play him for the next two weeks if it goes right to the deadline? Yes, that I believe is the plan. And I've seen a lot of, at least in my inbox, a bunch of general managers belly aching, saying like, what what gives here Columbus? Like obviously the tank's been on for a while, but really like we're going to sit this guy out for two weeks when nothing is imminent. I think they were pretty far down the track on something with the Boston Bruins. I don't know what the holdup is. I don't know why it's taking so long, similar to the LA Kings and Jacob Chicker. And there was clearly something there, depending on who you talk to now. Uh, they say nothing is there. And I wonder for both of these guys where we know the ask has been extremely high, how much of this is trying to smoke a team out in the age of social media to, to mm. see if you can get someone to step up and pay the price that you're looking for? Because I think right now, both those teams, it seems to me at least, are grasping for straws. Both of them are high price tags. Like like what we heard the ask on Chicken was a year ago. It was like, Whew. I mean, I know it's a good AAV and he's a good player, but I mean, Arizona's trying to, line the streets with gold bricks on that one. And then with Gavrikov, they're like, well, we got this for David Savard. And it's like, cool, different draft class, different year. And I don't know that teams looked at that move Tampa made and said, oh, we'd do that deal. I mean, they won the cup, but he played it in their third pair. It seems like a lot for a two and a half month third pair guy. I mean, do you see those prices coming down or do you see these guys willing to walk these guys to the summer? I've seen the price coming down since we've heard the price, you know, asked. And I think what's interesting is the wrinkle that Arizona has thrown in the mix. I believe in the last week or so, essentially saying that they're willing to retain on Jacob Chicker. And maybe if you can knock him down to 3 million bucks or 2.3, that that's one way to get your asking price ultimately. Um, but, you know, I think your point is soundly made on Gavrikov because it's not just the David Savard deal, which they're trying to match or plus plus. It's also the trade for Ben Sherratt last year. And, and neither one of those really worked out. Yes. Tampa won the cup, but Savard played third pair minutes, as you said, and, and Sherratt 
they got him in there and immediately after, you know, a few regular season games, their coaches were saying like, this guy like might be healthy scratch material. Jeez. That's, you know, what they got. And it's a first round pick that went the other way. So neither one for that similar stylistic fit defensively has really panned out. And I, I just, I personally can't see the super high price tag, but maybe if it's, you know, one late first round pick and a, a sort of no name, you know, C-level prospect, then maybe that gets it done. I, I just don't see it being in the upper echelons of where Savard was before. But here's the annual reminder that it only takes one team. Yeah. Are we pretty close, though, to seeing that kind of a defined cut line between buyers and sellers? I'm looking in the East. The Islanders, they add Horvat. You know they're going for it. Florida has to go for it. And then you've got a, a dip down to Buffalo. I wonder if it's there, if it's the Islanders and Panthers on the outside in the East. And then in the West, you've got Calgary tied with Minnesota. Not points percentage, just points as we go today. Then Nashville is there. And then it's St. Louis, who's already sold off with, with Tarasenko. So is it... The Flames and Preds and the uh, the Islanders and Panthers in the East as far as the contenders and everybody else pretty much in the sell mode as we sit here today? Yeah, I'd say there's a really difficult conversation uh, ensuing right now in Nashville. You heard their general manager and David Poyle uh, mention on a radio appearance uh, yesterday morning saying, we're definitely not a buyer, but the longer this goes on, we could be a seller. And I, I think... Mm if you're taking a 30,000 foot view of the Preds, you're saying, well, even if they're able to sneak in and get that final second wildcard spot, does anyone really look at that team as a contender, one that could do damage? Maybe you could make the argument based on Soros. I doubt it. And they also have a lot of term and contracts. So let's say they are going to be a seller. Well, who exactly are you going to be selling off? I've had Matthias Eckholm on our trade board for a while since early January, I believe they began to involve, uh, engage in some flirtatious discussions about Ekholm. You know, if Ekholm were to be available, what would you be willing to pay? And I think that contract may ultimately prove a little bit difficult to move. And, you know, you've got a couple other guys that might generate some interest. Mikhail Granlin is one for all the different areas of the game that he touches. I'd say there's probably a little bit of interest in Nino Niederreiter. Tanner Jeannot is a guy that scored 24 goals last year and has a difficult RFA and ARB case. Um, do they want to pay him? Like those are the types, of, like, but you're not getting anything for, you, you can't trade the Johansson contract or, you know, you've got your untouchables in Yossi and Saros that it's not an easy deadline to navigate if you're Nashville because you've invested a ton of money in this core to be way more successful than it has been. And that oh, feels like the same situation in yeah. Calgary. <laughs> Everyone was waiting yeah. to do that. Like they, there's a lot of common ground there. I think Frank between where Nashville's at and where Calgary's at. I see. I understand what you're saying about the contracts, but I look at, at Calgary's team and I look at Nashville's team and I'd say one is way more suited to compete in the next number of years than Nashville. Like you, you saw that team barely get into the playoffs last year with like four or five guys having career years. Yeah, I know there was a bit of that that occurred in Calgary when they won the division, but I look at the the weirdness of this year, the the lack of goaltending from Jacob Markstrom. I, I, I honestly believe there is a chemistry type issue. There's something off with this team. I don't know what it is in Calgary, but I, I look at those two cores and I know which one without even blinking I'd sign up to to have on in my city as opposed to Nashville. 
You're in contact with Brad Treliving on a semi-regular basis. Uh, you, you know the guy. His track record by now as a GM is pretty well detailed. What's going through his mind? Obviously, he wants to let the team give him the message. What are you going to do in the next couple of weeks? I just don't know if you're going to be completely swayed one way or the other in the next couple of weeks. I have to think by now you've kind of got your gut as to what you're looking at if you're Treliving. What's your sense and what he's seeing? Yeah, I would describe the Calgary Flames much in the same boat as the Minnesota Wild, although different stages. Uh, Minnesota has um, some cap space issues to navigate next season and beyond, and and Calgary does in some respects with the contracts that kick in for Huberto and Uyghur. But I would call them both cautious buyers. I would say that they are intrigued with the team that they have and would really like to see them in a playoff series, go toe-to-toe with someone because I think both of those teams think that they have elements that they'd be difficult outs. Um, Calgary, I think, needs more to go right for them than Minnesota. Minnesota has struggled to to score at even strength, and that's been their big issue. Um, the Flames, it feels like more often than not, they've played good hockey for stretches but shoot themselves in the foot. And so, yeah, are they looking for direction over these next 16 days? Of course. I don't think they're going to get an answer. I think what you see for the first, I don't know, 100 and some days of the season and what you've seen or what you will see in these next 16 probably isn't going to be all that different. And they're not going to – I don't envision either one being enormous spenders, but I think that they're looking for ways to improve their teams based on the limited assets that they do have, cap space, and or picks and prospects to try and make it work without going overboard. Rhett, do you have any pushback on any of those feels? Because that's Frank sees this team a lot differently than you do at this juncture. Well, I think Frank and I have disagreed on the on the Flames and how they've approached things since summer. To be quite honest with you, and that's fine. I think that's the other the other side of the equation is that well, if they can get in, and if Markstrom can find his way, and if they would get a goal score an extra goal here or get an extra save there, we could be certainly higher up in the standings. I just thought from the start, because I'm a big believer in chemistry, and a lot of people will say, well, chemistry, what is that? Like, prove it. But I don't think they have any chemistry. I think they're frustrated. I think they got guys that aren't happy. And I don't think that's an easy thing to overcome. I don't think that's a, that's a light switch that you can go and flip. I don't think a trade makes any sense. I think get rid of your assets. You've built this team. It's supposed to be what it's going to be. Pinders talked about bringing in a guy like Shen to add some depth to the defense. And I'm like, why the hell would you give up any assets? I think they're very similar to Nashville, where even if they manage to get in, and I think that's a long shot, I don't know that they're going to be – I think they're finishing in a wild-card position, and I don't think they're going to beat a team in the first round. So uh, prove me wrong, but that's my – my stance would be, hey, if there's people calling and they want my players, I'm open for business. I'm not looking to add. I'm open for business the other way. And I'll tell you why, Frank. It's not – it's – a lot of the reason is because if you go back over the history of the Calgary Flames, and it, it's – it's maybe silly, but since the 90s, they've never built a team. What does that they've mean? Slapped, never rebuilt, slapped I think is what he's saying. They've yeah. never had a long-term approach to thing. There's never been a, 
uh, eight year, five year, eight year plan. I'm sure every GM says there is, but then they go off on a tangent and they trade for Ham and it can give up a bunch of picks. And you know, there's never been a let's stop and reevaluate what we're after. The, the ownership has always said we'll spend to the cap. Our objective is to get into the playoffs, and if we get in the playoffs, anything can happen. I think that's a, certainly it can hold true, but you're asking for flukes. I we talked about it last week in our on this show. Mika Kiprasov in 2004 was a fluke. We did, the fact that we lost our top two goaltenders was the only reason we were looking for a goalie, and he got basically a Hall of Famer. That's not a that's not a plan. That's not a plan. And we were in like 12th or 13th place when we went to the finals. We worked our asses off, and I don't, I'm not taking anything away from the group of guys because they know how much I love them. But that's not a, that's not a plan from an organizational point of view. I think the fans in Calgary deserve to understand that five years from now, they're going to have a run of seasons where you're successful and you're always going to be in a playoff position and you know, you're going to be there. Not these one-offs last year. Everyone has career year. We get in and they still shit the bit. Now this year, we're no good. The year before last year, no good. The year before that, when the car, like that's not a plan. It's not a plan and they need to have a longer term view of things. See, I, I think all your points are well-made and, and certainly interesting thought process. I would argue though, with, the the core that they've assembled, what they believe in between Huberto and Kadri and and Uyghur on the back end, and you could probably throw in Rasmus Anderson there or whatever. Basically, for these next three years, while Jacob Markstrom is under contract, they had mapped it out to be really competitive in that window, and they're not, right now at least. And... I, I, I disagree I with is... you. I disagree with you hundred percent there because there's no effing way. They absolutely the trade was a good trade to get Hubert Owen Uyghur. That's fine. The locking them up for long term was not a good I argue and we can argue that point back and forth we have before. It's mm-hmm. fine to have different opinions on it. That's not a plan. That was a fucking whoa. We lost guys. We better fill it up. And I spoke yesterday about it. Markstrom hasn't done anything. He's never rose up when their team needs him and carried them on his back. He's not took a team deep into the playoffs. And yesterday, and the game against Ottawa was a perfect example of what I think the issue with him is. I think it's like he's got a mental glitch. When things get tight, he don't answer the bell. Go watch the playoffs against Edmonton last year. He was terrible. The Oilers, bro- they, the Oilers broke him, and he's never been the same since that series. But I don't think he was that great before, Frank, and that's my problem. And it's it's goofy to say. He was a Vezna. Oh, well, but he doesn't he do anything up. in the playoffs. Yeah, it's – I and I, I get frustrated by that because there's, you know, there's lots of guys that are revered as these great players. And I'm like, if you're a great player, you make your team good and you carry them in the playoffs. That's what I, I understand great. what you're saying, and I, I think the playoff thing is a different equation, but I, I'd have to really take a deep dive on, on the goaltending and the numbers. I would argue that the Flames this year, with how much their goaltending has fallen off, Markstrom has cost them somewhere between 8 and 12 points in the standings. First in the division. Still doesn't explain Huberto's fall off. 
Well, and, you know, go wait, look wait, at his ice average. time. What here, here? Let me throw something at you with this. What player makes that kind of coin and has put up those type of numbers and plays that little? This is Daryl Roy. I can't find lines. a guy in the league. Yeah. I can't. Do we, it. we beat up on this team lots. So I go back to, but okay. Here's a question then. How come they have so many shots on net? Is that a good thing or a bad thing? I, I, I It's hard to argue that it's a bad thing. Yeah, I, think I think it's a bad thing. We're talking you know about why? quality is, is the issue. Yeah. I don't think you're never not happy getting yeah. shots. They just need to find better shots, right? And I, think, I don't think they got the skill to make to get in a position to get better shots. They're not. And now... That being said, you could be right. Maybe it's a coaching thing where the coaches are screaming, shoot the puck, shoot the puck. I don't think, and only because I'm here in Buffalo, I know some of the approach that different teams have, and it's hang on to the puck and and, and create. I don't think that's the message in Calgary, but is it not the message because the players don't have the talent to do it or because the coaches don't like it? I don't know that. I, I think there's a significant chemistry problem. And I think that's actually the biggest thing. I don't think it's a skill problem. I don't think it's a work ethic issue. But goaltending has been something that I think, you know, I just hit on. But you touched on it a little bit. I've received pushback whenever I've asked the question. All I can tell you is this. I started a new show a few weeks back called Frankly Speaking. It's a one-on-one interview series, podcast style. And this week's guest, it actually just dropped a couple hours ago, is Nazem Kadri. And... I I had him, the last question I asked him to wrap up the interview, I said, the Calgary Flames will make the playoffs if, and I was expecting some kind of detailed answer as to, well, this part of our game needs to be better or whatever it may be. And he said, the Calgary Flames will make the playoffs if we play as a team. And I thought, hmm, I don't know what exactly he's getting at, but having played on some pretty close teams, winning a Stanley Cup last year, that's his way of saying something's a little bit off here. And 100%. And I think that they're off because they've tried to slap team together. They brought in Kadri. They brought in Markstrom. They brought in Tanev. They brought in... And all these guys, you could say, are good players. But why are the teams letting them go? You know, you can, oh, Capish, they know him the best, all these players. They know these players the best, and we all know if you think these are the guys you have to keep, you hang on to them. So for some reason, these teams were like, yeah, we'll let them go. But more, more to my point is that's not a plan of putting together a team. Good teams, the Chicago Blackhawks, the Boston Bruins, even the L.A. Kings, uh, Tampa Bay, uh, who uh, – Colorado last year, those teams were all assembled over the course of time. And I, again, I'm not good at this because I'm too effing lazy, but I guarantee you, I guess I can't guarantee you, but my thought would be uh, they have more drafted players that have been brought along, drafted and developed in their roster than the Calgary Flames. And in t- you have to have that to be able to manage what you're trying to accomplish. Going out and adding all these assets and pieces and whether they're good or bad, and all these guys need to come along together and have a common goal in mind, not reap rewards because they had good seasons somewhere else and went to the highest bidder. 
Frank, we'll let you go. Uh, uh, I wanted you to, so frankly speaking, where do we find that? Because this cadre thing is a, got must listen now. What do you, where do we get it? Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts, type in frankly speaking and you will see it. You will see my fat face. Oh, so it's a video. We can watch it on oh, the wow. YouTubes as well. No. Can we get on the YouTube? No, no, just oh. uh, just it's audio only. All right. But you'll see the the little cover image. Well, so. yeah, I see. Yeah, that's oh, nice. Okay. That's nice. Sorry about the uh, Eagles, Frank. Next year, right? Yeah, that's the way she goes. Or is it I the mean, Bills? Look, it was such an anticlimactic ending. Well, look at this. These are my. That's people. your car. Yeah, I know. Uh, You're gone, and they do this to yeah. you. It's your sedan. They knew it was an Eagles. Told fan. you not to park there. Yeah. This was before the yeah. game, right? This is before that, they, they lost. Jeez, imagine after. What a town. Yeah. We're going to visit one day. We'll visit Frankie. I, honestly, I couldn't be more proud to be from a place. Like, I know that sounds wild to say when you watch this, but like I couldn't think of a better place to grow up. <laughs> Doesn't look boring. I'll give you that. Be good, Frank. Appreciate you. never boring and a ton of hard workers. So hang in there, guys. Love it. See you, Frank. Check you next week. Frank Valley, our NHL insider, standing on top of that uh, overturned car uh, there in downtown Philly. Uh, yeah, there's lots there, eh? With, uh, Did you have to cut him off, or what was the? Well, he has time like, issues. Yeah, he has. It's twenty. You know, he's, yeah. That's why we were bugging you. Well, sometimes start of the Frank show. needs to recognize that. Uh huh. Recognize. That's right. What? what? Yeah. Wow. No, he. You know what? He was tapping out because you you had beaten him down to a pulp. Yeah. The thing about the drafted things. It's hard. I, I would guess you're probably right. You think of who they, the Flames have lost as far as their own drafted equity in the last two years. If you want to go like Sam Bennett, throw in Giordano as a guy that was developed within the franchise, Monaghan, Goudreau, Kachuk, like mm-hmm. all of those guys have left. So yeah, as you go up and down the roster right now, there's not a lot of homegrown no, talent. No, but I mean, if the argument's that there wasn't enough homegrown guys, it should have helped them last year more. Well, two years ago when they missed the playoffs when they had way more homegrown guys. I mean, I think there's something to it for sure, but I think there's also just you have savvy GMs. They find talent everywhere. It's not just through the draft. You know, like you pick up Nachushkin after a one-goal season and he turns into a superstar. Like, there's more than just doing well in the draft, but it helps but if you're going to That's a savvy ad. That's not a big stab move. Like, we talked about it before. When the Boston Bruins went and got Rick Nash, why in the F would you go get Rick Nash? you got a great team because you've built that team. These moves that Brad has made are all big moves. I think the Boston team you complimented did a very similar thing. They bring in Hampus Lindholm and they extend him almost immediately. And he's playing on a top pair with McAvoy. He's been a big part of their success since he got there a year ago. So, I mean, I understand the point you're trying to make, but I think the teams you're putting up as examples have done a lot of the things that the Flames have done. Yeah, I disagree. When you hear someone say, and Frank's not the first and not the only, and I guess this happens when your team is underperforming, or at least is not at the level you thought they were going to be. Sometimes there's a there's chemistry issues. There's something not right. Does that mean any one thing? Guys that weren't around. Like is, I was because I was going to say, can it mean that you have too many players on the ice that are of similar skill set, not of another? Can it be How many, that you have different I, sorry, guys don't like I, each other in the room? Can I interrupt you? It, yeah, yeah, but it. It all goes back to what we were just saying, and I'm sorry for stomping on you, but it all goes back to that. How many guys are in this lineup because they took the biggest offer they could get, and I don't begrudge them that. I don't begrudge them that. Let's go through the list. Who's here because they got the biggest offer? 
I've had zero issue with Tanev since he showed up. He's here for that reason. Um, right? Tanev, Markstrom. I haven't. Yeah, and and Kadri. Yeah, I haven't had an issue with Kadri at this point. But there's lots of guys that come here in free agency. Blake Coleman. I mean, Zach Hyman did the same in Edmonton. You do that again, right? Uh, like it's this is but the nature of adding guys. in free agency. You go to the high oh, bidder nine no. times out of ten. All right. No. Argue it all. Hey, it's real work and fucking well for the Flames. Keep it up, guys. No, but listen. <laughs> I think you're job. making good points, right? No. But but it, no, you but can't li- make these absolute statements, right? Like you never sign a guy. Well, no, it works well for other teams. It just That's hasn't not yet. What I'm here. saying, Ryan, don't don't spin my words into stupidity. I'm, I'm not spinning into stupidity. Build your. Fu- yeah, you are. Don't interrupt me. Shut the fuck up. You've brought in a bunch of high-paid guys, and they're your core guys. Who have you developed that's your core guy? Rasmus Anderson? Anderson, yeah. Backlund's on his way out. He's 35 fucking years old. What has he done? He hasn't helped the team win his whole career. He's not. You guys argue this, but you're wrong. You say, Boston, who helped that team become what they are? Marshawn, Bergeron, Pasternak, uh, who's the guy? Krejci? Char, they traded for Char, Char for sure. sure. Great or yeah. free agent. That was a huge one. Went to the but for the most part, yeah. those guys are brought along. Yeah. No, hey, absolutely, man. No one's here saying the Flames are the best run organization yeah. in the league. No one is. Like, it's just that, like, there have been instances where you do extend guys immediately. It works great. Like Campus Lindholm, I give you the example. That's Boston. They, they, they did it. Bang. Signed him. He's hardly there. It's worked great. But that's not. So I but get But did the, he not play? Did he not play? He played. It would have been weeks, not months. Um, but he did play. Oh, but I mean, if you're going to watch five games, I, I think it was almost immediate. I don't, I'll look the timeline up. It's not a long amount of time. I think the point that I'll, like, I'm with Red on is when you have a great room with great leaders and guys that have won, it's easier to bring in Nachushkins and Lindholms and other guys that you know can come in and win with you. They had a better foundation for sure. I, I think a big issue with this team is... I think Daryl wants to be the leading force. And I, I still wonder, like, I don't think captaincy is a big thing, but I think them not having a captain reflects maybe a bit of a void there. Like who is their star player? That's one Cadre, but he's just arrived. Right. And I think you'd agree with that, Rhett. hundred percent. And, and, and part of the issue I have, uh, I don't think Cadre's played poorly. I think he's probably played Cadre style hockey and he's a good, but, I want Kadri when he hasn't won. Because I want him hungry to win. Okay. I, and I think the flip side Not, would be you'd want to bring him in to teach that wisdom of winning. And a guy that's been there before, you always ask, what has he won? What's he done in the playoffs? <sighs> like until a, last year, was Kadri a guy that fits your bill or no? What do you mean? Well, you always say, like, what year, have these guys done in the past. playoffs? You guys are overvaluing guys that never win. Kadri was a part of some of those Leafs teams that flamed out early, right? Last year's the year he got over the hump. Colorado didn't get through the second round until last year. Through the third so round. So yeah. the point you're making is that they that Kadri is one of those guys that they haven't had, which is a winner. Yeah, which you're saying you don't have any winners. And now you're saying, well, I wanted him before he won. Like, which guy do you want? The winner or the guy that hasn't won yet? But I want... But you're, again, you tra- you sign him to the biggest contract you could. That's the only reason. You could. I want Kadri growing and learning how to win as a part of a core. If you'd kept Kachuk, Gaudreau, Monaghan, if you develop these guys and they come together, they have an identity. They don't need Daryl Sutter to make their identity for them. That's what I'm trying to get at. Your core 
can't be pieces from around the league that are all the highest paid guys that you can get. And that's what you've created in Calgary. Now, you could say, well, Gaudreau left. And what, what could we do? No. Well. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. That's part of the issue of developing this and creating it. That's... That's part of it. Michael Backlund has never helped his team get over the hump, has he? And no, I but I've liked his performance. I think he was his yeah. best player against Edmonton last year. But that doesn't, right? Like, you want guys that are hungry. And again, I, 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 I'm trying to say it so that because it, it makes sense in my head. If you have eight guys that you've brought along and they're all growing together and they're all fighting to get and win and they got a I mean, it's easy to say McKinnon now because he's in Colorado and they just won. But they've got a guy that's 100% hungry to win a Stanley Cup as your leader. And they're going to grow together. And but we're, this is the common goal. And we're, we're That's what you need. And then if you add a piece, sure. But you don't build your core by bringing in a bunch of pieces. That's what the Toronto Maple Leafs used to do when there was no salary cap. That's what the New York Rangers used to do when there was no salary cap. And none of those effing teams ever win. Yeah, they were old too. Name me a team yeah. that's gone about it that way and won. Even Detroit. Yeah, they went and got Shanahan and Hull. But Shanahan and Hull were compliment pieces to guys that were there. Fedorov and, and Stevie Y setting the the standard, right? Well, you look back to the guys that were here, and it's not pinning blame. But you wonder if Sean Monahan doesn't see the decline whether it's injuries or whatever, but if he is still your number one center, is Johnny still here? Is Bennett still here? Because you did have that group. That was that young core, and you were kind of bringing them up together, but it just didn't work. But And you wonder if he's still a 30-goal, strong, one of the best centermen in the Western Conference type of players that he was, 
then, like you say, you add a cadre to that mix where you've got a Bennett down the middle and then Backlund's your third line and whoever else, Pelche, Dubé, Manjapani, you, you can kind of see that. And I, I do get your point because you look at this team and I'm just looking at the, the cap friendly and looking at the salaries. It's a collection of players is what it is. It's a collection of players that have been added by free agency or you brought them in by trade or and some of them you did draft and develop. But right now, because of the mass exodus, it's it's just a collection of guys. And maybe that happens when Kachuk wants out and Gaudreau leaves and Monaghan falls off the table. Maybe they didn't have an option. I don't know. You rebuild, which your owner doesn't let you do, or you keep chasing it. And well, it hasn't worked to this point, but again, they're a win tomorrow night from being in a playoff spot. Um, it's the, I'm curious to see how this goes. Like I, I think there's a lot of validity in this being an abject failure, and I think there's also a chance this could work. It's just we're very early in it, and as Frank said, it's a three-ish year window for this group. And I'll tell you what, if it's not working, we went through the names of guys that are up. Not, the next year is their last year. Like six legitimately coveted good players. Um, they can hold their fire sale in a year if this doesn't work. And I often wonder too, and it's maybe not the same because we all, we just work jobs. This is so different. But if you're someone who came up through the ranks, you played in the American League and then you get your taste here and you've had to, you know, you've had, you've been bent over coming out of your entry level deal and you've had to scrape and, you know, scrap out every, Fifty thousand dollars a year, seventy-five grand, and then like Manj Panny sounds like some guy it. comes in and gets all the money, having never played a game, and then whether he does or doesn't live up to that salary, does he fit? Do you you know is he is he a good guy? Does he mix in with everybody else? Then all sometimes you just have this this guy. No one really cares for him. He's making all the money. He's not that great. And I'm not saying that's the case, but it can happen. uh, Yeah, it's not honored to be a Calgary Flame. He's played in the NHL. And it it doesn't have to be everyone. It's, listen, I think I'm right in all, in my statements. How do I prove that? It's to watch and see what happens, right? Someone going to give me a GM hat? I'm going to run it. Like, it's not going to happen. But I do believe I'm right now. Frank makes good arguments. Pinder makes good arguments. There are certainly arguments to be made. But I, <laughs> this organization, to me, <laughs> what they've done isn't, it's 100% isn't how I would do it. And that's fine, except that it's not turning out well this year. And you're telling me it's a three-year window. I. <laughs> We'll see. Okay. That's, that was Bucks bounce plan, back right? Played well. yeah. So when we go back over the years retro, and because some of it was kind of for effect, but I know that at, at the heart of it, you were sincere. A year or two before the end of his contract, you would have traded Mark Giordano and you would have done the same with Johnny, right? Like you, you would have done that. The, the, I would have done it. And it's, again, easy for me to say, I don't have to answer to an owner. I don't have to worry about budgets. I'm not worried about financials. But what I do respect is the guys that, we always bring it up lots. The GMs that make those shitty decisions that you think, what, what is this guy doing? This is terrible. How can you put yourself in this? Getting rid of guys that have been lifers there. How is what they did with Mark Giordano? How can you look back on that and go, that was the right move? 
And, and my approach was completely different. So, yeah, I believe I was right in that situation. Explain to me how I'm wrong. I mean, it's that is now played out. Explain to me how I'm wrong. Yeah, well, all three of us are on the same page. That deadline in a lost pandemic year, you should move him. Now, two years prior, there's certainly a case to be made that you win the West, you're a one seed, Gio wins the Norris. You don't have that season without him, but that didn't prove to go anywhere. So I get what you're saying. But again, do you want the homegrown stick with him? Or do you, like, because those are the yeah, guys you're saying you're going to trade, right? Like, it's this yeah, is, it's Ryan, tough, right? Spin it. You're spinning it into extremes. And Mark had already been here for, what, 12 years? At least, yeah. Or, I, mean, I don't even know. Right? Like, so don't, like, that's, there's also writing on the wall. And Marty St. Louis had to go. Well, he did pretty damn good for the Tampa Bay Lightning. And they were like, eh, sorry, bud. You got to go, right? Like the the Brent, the Brent Seabrook thing, when they signed him in Chicago, all of us were in agreement. That's a terrible contract. Why are you doing that? And that's what I'm saying is, yeah, I would. It, again, easy for me to say. I don't have a GM title, but I wouldn't have done it. Love you. That's great. I, don't, I understand the reasoning behind it, but the Chicago Blackhawks would be in a way better position right now and maybe if they wanted to be, I mean, I think they're deliberately going mm-hmm. after something. So that's that's their program plan. But if they hadn't had to deal with getting rid of Brent Seabrook, it would have been a better situation for them. Would have been a better situation for them. Yeah, no doubt. And there are times and right, and and there's lots of examples of that. I mean, Ryan really likes how Carolina runs their organization. Yeah, and I don't think it's easy to run your organization like Carolina does, but they do that quite often. They cut bait. Yeah, and they they're, cut bait, and they go, "Yeah, got to move you." The difference, I, the biggest difference, I think, between the Flames and Carolina is their owners have entirely different views of how things should be done. Like, they almost lost Rod Brindamore over not wanting to pay a market rate. He stays there because he's loyal. You know, when free agents come up, screw you, we'll replace you. Um, I, they they they've done a good job. They've also brought in guys from elsewhere, but they seem to get them on value, like Burns and Pacioretty for songs coming in, right? Buy low on guys. Never pay for goaltending. We'll move on. We'll get to the Pinder report. Um, Rhett, you, you you told Ryan to shut the fuck up. Did you, <laughs> did you, did you oh, want? Sorry. Well, there's, a, there's a bit of a stall. Or is there a, a delay? Lag. In is the, that what it yeah, is? There's a delay. It's yeah, not yeah. the first. It won't be the last. That's sort of the nature of doing this. If, if I have Rhett tell me to shut the fuck yeah. up, that's a, not an unnormal event to occur once a month or so. Oh, thank you God for the, the internet. Ones. You only hurt the ones you love. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> the ones yeah. For Village Honda, you know the you know Village Honda, Northwest Auto Mall, your dealership for life, villagehonda.com. There you see it. Click that QR code. It'll take you right to the website. Maybe you want to uh, sell your car. You got a car. Uh, maybe get some dough for this. They want to buy it. You get paid in 24 hours. No hassle. Get a no obligation appraisal today. Maybe you want to see the new CRV hybrid. Maybe you want to see that Honda Passport Trail Sport. The new Accord is on its way. There's lots going on at Village Honda. Go see them. Visit them today. They bring you the Pinder Report. All right, gentlemen, game day tomorrow. Detroit Red Wings will be in Calgary. And good news from Flames practice today after an off day yesterday, getting back late from Ottawa. Rasmus Anderson on the ice. Now, not taking his usual spot on the top pair with Noah Hannafin. Uh, Saddled up with uh, popcorn enthusiast and connoisseur Connor Mackey, which... 
has you in the, okay, you're on the fourth pair at this point, but it's not a game day skate. He is on the ice. He's wearing the, you can do anything you want to me, Jersey. Be careful because if the salt, if it gets in on those cuts on your stitches, if he's got some, you know, cuts on his hands, or whatever, uh, that sting like a bugger. Right? His hands might be too soft. For, I don't know that they're salt in damn He's it. hardly touched the stick this year. <laughs> Anderson's in a spot to make a return, return soon, it appears, uh, being active in practice. We'll just see whether that's tomorrow or not. And as we've seen sometimes with Daryl, it's one practice down the lineup. If we look good at game day skate, maybe he's back with Hannafin or maybe it's another game off. They've been preaching taking things slow since he was struck by a vehicle crossing a pedestrian crosswalk on a scooter in Detroit eight days ago or seven days ago. It'll be eight tomorrow when they play the wings again. Uh, This is a homegrown guy we like. I think uh, you'd be happy to put him back in and have everyone slot a little more correctly through the decor. The next captain. Yeah. Think so? Should be. I just don't know his personality. He, he reeks of it as, as far as on-ice performance. I just don't know what his personality in the dressing room is. I don't I don't mind it, to be honest. I mean. He feels to me like, like he's the guy. There's a lot of veteran do things the right way guys, but a lot of those guys are up pretty quick. Like Tanov, Lindholm, and yep. Backlund all heading into their last years next year. I don't know that um, you would give a guy a C in his last year. And you can put a C on... Anyway. On Kadri's chest, right? But that's sure. not really going to change who he is or the way he... I'd... Interesting thought. I don't mind it. Uh, here's a look at the standings. Last night, Colorado loses in a shootout to Tampa. That's the entire season series between the Stanley Cup uh, combatants from last spring. Colorado loses both this one via extra time. So they do move back up to that three spot in the central. Down comes Minnesota and the Flames back to tied for the final playoff spot. Minnesota holds a game in hand, thus sitting in wildcard two. Look at the schedule, fellas. March four and seven. Two games against the Wild. The one this is uh, th- this month, which is great. Well, the homestand is Detroit, New York, Philly, but it is March. Four in Calgary, seventh in Minnesota. Two games over the course of four nights between the Wild and Flames. That might go a long way in determining who's got pole position uh, or at least, you know, a better advantage in that wild card. Would it be the catbird seat? Catbird seat. I don't know because there's two wild cards and, yeah, there's been a lot of... (sighs) Certainly you'd... uh, Two proverbial four-pointers in the course of... Four nights, Uh, which is a lot of proverbial four-pointers by my math. Uh, Elsewhere, Detroit, interesting run here. They're a team out east. They're in the Central Division. Look at this. Six consecutive games in a row, the entirety of their season series with the three Western Canadian teams. Oilers tonight and last week. Flames last week, tomorrow. And two games back-to-back against the Canucks, and that's all they do with Western Canada. Feb 7 to Feb 16, that's all Western Canada, nothing else. That's all they get until they get to the cup final. Or for this year, at least. Right. Yeah. So an oddity there in uh, Edmonton. They are the back-to-back in Edmonton Flames. They're Edmonton tonight, Calgary tomorrow. So I know. Is that Red Wing fan? No, it'll be that Edmonton fan. Oh, I see. Soften them up for you. Good then. Yeah. Let's take that. Scoundrels. Uh, Last night, farm team opened up a two-game set with the Abbotsford Canucks. Johnny Canuck on the jersey. Uh, no surprise, they win, and Dustin Wolf's the first star of the game. 29 saves on 30 shots. He remains on, the best goalie in that league. Uh, something disturbing we noticed, a couple things. This is what they do when 
the Wranglers win. This is some sort of a dancing Ooh. horse zombie that, uh, that is, well, I find quite awful. disturbing. So it's, yeah, it's that's, we keep don't that going. That. You can do better. There's uh, a, it's do a better. horse's mane. It looks like a dog's face, though. I don't know. That looks like a chihuahua's head. Huh. And it's, like it's a deer's uh, head. They've been doing that a lot. They've been doing a lot of winning. I don't want to say stop doing it if it's working, but that's freaking me out. Some people will not sleep after seeing that. Is it got hooves or what's he rocking hooves? And then Chihuahua face. I don't know about this. this well, welcome to the show. I dig yeah. this a lot now. Holy. Has he got any? Uh, I, like the mo- I, I like the moves. I think this is a good mullet. Moves. Yeah. I don't know. Dance moves and mullets pass the test. I'm just See, worried about that face. Rocking any uh, genitalia down there? What are we doing? <laughs> All right, we'll move along. You want disturbing? There's that horse. Well, maybe disturbing is the wrong word. I, I have questions. Mm. Would you propose to your girlfriend at a Wranglers game? <laughs> would you do it? Because last my, night. My next girlfriend, someone yes. At the, someone at the game. Oh, congratulations. I, I do want to congratulate the lovely couple. I, I also have questions. <laughs> Ryan, Ryan. Is, uh, they're in love. Ryan. They are in love. It was Valentine's Day. It's the most romantic day, and 2,903 fans got to share that with them. So congratulations to the new couple. Said yes. You're a dick. What? I just have questions. I don't know how you book these things. Who do you talk to? Dude, put so much work in. That didn't just happen. Do you just trust people to keep the secret? You just that, How do you wheel her down to event level and step on the ice without knowing there's a proposal coming? I have so many questions a, here. And is that a proposal? Because it looks like she's wearing, a, like, did they get married? I don't know. All I have is Could this. Was she just wearing that to the, uh, it, if the someone, Tuesday night Wrangler game and he have to have a ring on? I have questions, Dean. <laughs> if someone from the Wranglers would like to reach out and explain what happened here, that would be wonderful. It doesn't look like you're run-of-the-mill Wrangler garb on no. a Tuesday. You know? and I feel like this horse is behind it. Oh, this guy is so happy. Yep. This horse has got to go. No, he's great. Look at, <laughs> is that a, like a giraffe? Looks like a giraffe. Well, if that thing's in front head. of you, you're going to knock it out just out of safety. You're just, you, can't, that, you can't trust that. That guy needs a name. <laughs> that guy, that guy needs a name. A name Again, sure. if the Wranglers could reach out. we got a lot of questions. A lot of questions Wranglers. need to be answered, Wranglers. Shoot okay. us a text. Uh, NHL, let's go. Oh, hey, before, don't put it up, Alex. There is an outdoor game this weekend in the NHL. Am I bullshitting you? Is it true? And if it is true, who's playing? Dean, you're up. I know it because I had it in my 20 questions. Because <laughs> I knew that it would be... A, okay, then you still... And I had it a week ago, and I knew it was going to be okay. blank screen for sure. So, Rhett, there is an outdoor game. It's a market they've never been okay. to, and I believe two teams that have never played in an outdoor game. Who is it? Where is it? I got another clue for you as well. A friend of the show will be Carolina. There. Yes, that's right. There it is. Carter Finley Stadium. Really? Mm-hmm. NC State. Their home football turf. And there's they've done some renderings here. I don't know how they did this without the fans being there. What a time to be alive. 2023. They've got pictures from the event in the future. Unbelievable. And uh, our good pal Mike Commodore is going to be there. And look at that. Hey, that looks festive. So it'll be the Capitals Looks and like Canes. I'm incorrect. The Capitals go. have been in these games before because Brooks Orpik, obviously, clunked Sid. It was him, right? Yeah. Big concussion. Maybe it wasn't him. Rupp? Who was it? Uh, okay. Of course, as you said. Of course, we all remember that. Of course we do. Yeah, the Sid concussion <laughs> for a year. 
Let's get some hockey on the ice. We'll have more on the Canes in a moment. They're on quite a heater, but we have to start with the hottest of heaters. It's the season of the Boston Bruins. David Pasternak in overtime last night. You know how this ends, right, Rhett? I mean, it's pretty obvious when it's the Bruins and it's hockey and it's this year against a very good Dallas team. Turns and accelerates out of the Boston zone. He's got Pasternak right. Pasternak. Drops it to McAvoy, closes, Pasternak, scores! <laughs> any way, any time! All right. Jack Edwards, tuck it under your belt. And 27 was doing so well there. He was kind of right on Pasternak's hip. It came across the blue line. Watch, Watch the here. movie he's... makes inside the blues. He dishes this back. It's like, all right. 20... A normal player keeps carrying this puck. He's like, I got this guy right okay. where I'm. Whoop, I'm with see you I'm later. With you. I'm with you. Oh, where'd Switch, you go? Bang. Gonna want to stay with that guy, dude. Yeah, and you did notice it was four on four, so there must have been a penalty in overtime, and then they killed one. The what it was is Marchand. Yeah. yeah, gave them a four on three power play, and then uh, Marchand came out of the box for four on four, and then zing. Bruins are good, Rhett. Uh, so is Carolina. Let's take a look at these two division leaders yeah, and, out and east. What well, did you hear? It was uh, fifty three games. To get to 40 wins, tying Washington for the fastest to 40. Coming up here. Yeah. So uh, before we get to that, the, the two division leaders, their last 26 games, Bruins 18-4-4. and It's pretty good. Canes 24-2. Very good. Uh, your point on the Bruins? Yes, fast to 40 wins. 40 is a very impressive number. 62 is the all-time record. Bruins did not need many games to get to 40 wins. Good company they're in. Habs from the 70s, Caps of, of I believe, 15-16, and a few other clubs in there. Uh, 29 games left. They need 12 wins to tie the NHL record, Rhett. Feels automatic. Doesn't it? I mean, Feels and it's good. like, oh, what if they run into injuries? They started their season without Marshan, McAvoy. Like, Krejci came <laughs> yeah. back from Europe. He didn't know what he's going to look like. No, they've already had their injuries. They lost... A they goalie have to play for a with while. six skaters and no goalie for a couple weeks. It doesn't matter. They don't seem to care. This team Still just go 500. Wins, wins, wins. 62 wins. 95, 96 wins and the 18, 19 bolts. Probably the tie would go to the team in the 90s because it's a little easier to win three on three, I'd suggest. But either way, those are impressive totals. Whew. Knock it out this year, Bruins. Go. Yeah, sure. Um, Get to see them next week. That's right. Two weeks from now, whatever. Perfect time for the Flames to awesome. see them. Should be a hot ticket, at least. Uh, elsewhere, I Devils. I think there's a good time to see Boston. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Preseason be great, wouldn't it? And you know what? Of the 40, yeah. of the 40, 34 are in regulation. Yeah, they're good. So it's not like they're sniveling. They're not fluking. Three us. on three wins. No, no. No shootouts, though. Oh, you guys are okay. Real good. And like you said, what was it yesterday or the day before? You said, look at their goals for and goals against. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Number one for goals against, top three goals for. That's Nice little pairing. Their goals against is crazy. 2.12. Uh, Devils have been good on the road. Total goals allowed. Yeah. 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 No, the best. The best in the league. Devils love the road, boys. The devil loves getting on the road. Uh, They have been uh, better than I knew. Uh, Vanacek, he's what? (laughs) 12 games, 11-0-1 on the road since... The late December. That's that's good when ah, you can go on the road and do jackets. that. Come on. Yeah. And uh, late giveaway wins. Better than Vanacek, the team on a whole. I believe they have 20 road wins in 26 games. That's 20, uh, 23 and three. And I was thinking with Vanacek, <sighs> uh, capital, right? Like this is yep. a guy that just they added in the summer. Just another goalie. Woo-hoo! 
right? Oh, yeah, totally. It was supposed to be Mackenzie Blackwood and Bernier last year, and now it's like, yeah, we just both roll the dice on some of these guys. Sam Sonov was the other part of that duo, wasn't he? He's in Toronto. Yeah, it's just good. Yeah, whatever. Goalies, man. Who knows? And finally, speaking of Toronto, Austin Matthews returns tonight, a five-game absence that stretched over the All-Star break is coming to an end tonight as they host the Chicago Blackhawks. More on that in the Betway Bets of the Day because Chicago's dog shit and Austin healthy. Okay. NFL. Yeah, there he is. Five games. Stash. He does have a decent stash. Uh, NFL news. Oh, I'm sorry. You missed well, that. Jeez, yeah. look at this. Kevin Mand, uh, Mangoose, Manga, Mongolia. Uh, 46 saves in his uh, NHL debut to get the win for the Senators. You thought the loss to the Flames, uh, for the Flames in Ottawa was tough. Uh, first year head coach Lane Lambert. Or second-year head coach. Second-year head coach, Lane Lambert, because Trotz has been... Came in, probably, yeah. Uh, apparently, apparently, suggestions he's lost the room after this. Uh, what, one week, two weeks after they had Horvat? Oh, no. And uh, a loss in Ottawa will do that, Alex. Everyone starts to question their own existence, right? Kevin! <laughs> Kevin! So that does it. NFL, goodbye. Happy trails to Derek Carr. You're no longer a Raider. Uh, how do we feel about this? He was certainly not the best quarterback in the league. He certainly was not the worst quarterback in the league. He certainly was going to make $40.4 million and minutes before that guarantee kicked in. Cut! Another quarterback available the on, the, on the quarterback carousel. Poor guy's going to have to settle for like $37 million somewhere else or at like Indy or Carolina or something like that. <laughs> I, mean, he I was, wish you well, Derek. I hope well, you goodbye. And... Uh, Devonte went there a year ago because yeah. he was there. Our college teammates. Like, what do you mean? Now where are you going? He got his money too. Yeah. Lots of quarterbacks this year in the draft. What are they saying? Uh, Saints? Maybe uh, New Orleans for uh, Derek Carr? Where's Jameis go then? The carousel mm. yeah. continues to turn. Does yeah. Taysom Hill follow Sean Payton to Denver? All kinds of questions. Oh, so many questions. It's going to be a good offseason there. And finally... Rhett, some of these new uh, pest control companies, they'll put cameras on as they work. And I think your rental place in Buffalo had an issue. We just happened to get the video somehow. So I didn't know there was snakes in Buffalo. Oh, Weird, hey? Hate snakes. This is gross. Dude, have you seen this? Just, you know, play the video. This is Rhett's place. Nice pink walls, look, bright in the room. Look away. Is that, that's your basement. That's why you're doing yes. it upstairs now. That's where you afterburner, right? Oh, my God. <laughs> I, that's not fun. He's covering his screen. All right. That's about a 30-footer, Rhett. And, uh, see, that's... You didn't use Hope Street, Rhett. That's the problem. You don't use Hope Street, you're going to end up in a dump like that. <laughs> it's over now. Okay, Alex, thank you. Jeez. Get it off. <laughs> They're native to uh, that part of New York. I don't yes, know if you knew uh, that. That's what is East Amherst? Yeah. I know. Well, it's... It's always warm here, right? There's people golfing today, so the snakes there. Really? Eh? Sneaky snakes. Yeah, that's your Pinder reporter. Just a, sorry, thoughts and prayers about the basement there, right? Goosh. There's restoration on the way. VillageHonda.com. Yeah, kids kids is, wanted a pet. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Couldn't find it for I'm a few not, years, but it got bigger. I'm not taking that one. <laughs> Detailing packages at Village Honda starting at only $79.95. There is nothing better than having a pristine clean smelling fresh I'll get the, you know you got your leather interior get that all taken care of wiped down oh, yeah you want the, do you want the tires done of course i want the tires done get it all done 
protect your vehicle from the harsh elements of winter. Book your detailing today. Village Honda, your dealership for life in the Northwest Auto Mall. I always worry sometimes about. I often if I'm in snakes. Yes, I feel like whenever I'm in Arizona or whatever, I always kind of check the bowl. The bowl, like at the table? No, the football. The shitter. Mm. Always, you hear those stories. One's going to come up and shitter that water is cold. Nippy in the hiney. I don't know how they'd get in there. I don't really. That's not a real thing. Isn't that like a movie thing? Uh, Through the pipes. It's a. They hide. Not a real thing. They like. Not a real thing. They hide. Now I know why he's waking up at 2 a.m. to hammer out tweets. Me. I hate snakes. I hate them. Oh. <sighs> yeah. <sighs> there was, uh, yeah. Snakes are a little disturbing. A lot of, and you know what's funny? You, disturbing. Thank goodness for the shoveler providing all this yeah, I know. stuff yeah. for us. Because yeah. she sent you the video from the Rhett basement there with the studio. I also got a... Uh, <laughs> Like, listen to them. They're freaking out. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Jeez. Also got a... uh, No, you don't want to say bring anything up. You were a little late for the show today. Oh. You know, we were were kind of waiting for you. Is is Rick going to be okay? Is Rick going to be okay? We were just waiting. We didn't know where you were. It's become a bit of a thing. So I I texted the shovel. I'm like, is everything okay with Rhett? We're starting the show. And sometimes, you know, he's not there right when we're starting. He's a busy guy. And I can't help but wonder if this comes back, Rhett, to your sleep apnea. Oh, we've talked about this with outdoor dental. You're not getting the sleep you need. We've got these sleep apnea treatments. The quality sleep, that's for sure. I've got the. I know we've got the video. The shoveler sent it here okay. of you at your desk. We had the other one where you know, I think maybe you were. I mean, there you are. <laughs> we're waiting I'm for you. Sure. We're waiting for you to. <laughs> you golfing today? Like, look, see, look how, t- dude. You gotta get some rest. Working. <laughs> is he in a ball? He is a ball. <laughs> what 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 drink do you get at, at McDonald's there? What's your what's your pop of choice? <laughs> He's rocking and rolling there, Red. <laughs> See? I don't know what it's gonna take. Whoa. What do we gotta do? The Wolverine and I, we had lunch with Dr. Jay Patel the other day. He said there's been a bunch of people. He said they've had like over like 20 people have come in for the treatment in the last little while. They're hearing about it. They're doing it. Their lives are changing. Why shouldn't yours, Red? Why shouldn't yours? I got to get there. Good luck on the course today, too. I know they're excited. And it's not just the, you know, the sleep apnea treatment. They can, you know, they'll do the sleep monitoring and all that sort of stuff. And of course... (laughs) Laser-free dental work. While you're there, you get get the sleep apnea treatment. Why not just say, hey, you know what? I love it here. Great spot. Let's just do all of our dental stuff here. Give it some thought. But the snoring treatments, two 15-minute treatments. Soft palate, back of your neck, back throat. of your throat there. They use the laser on it a couple of times, and it tightens everything up. That will. That's what contributes to that snoring and poor sleep and poor life lifestyle you're tired all the time and fatigued why live with that you don't have to outdoor dental outdoor.dental.com is the website you've been carb loading eh notice that yeah well it's just, the bill's lost i got depressed i started to eat what am i gonna say happens yeah. i hear you uh we on social media we've got a pair of tickets now tomorrow flames game day detroit in town the start of the little kind of home stand detroit detroit 
go to the social medias. Go to Flames Nation on Twitter, Instagram. on Instagram. Yep. And you're going to see the contest there. What you need to do, you need to be following Mad Rose. Tag somebody that you would take to the game. Get on it. Later today on social media, we'll contact one of you. Give you, you know, we'll give you a 24-hour notice. Get you all set up for the game tomorrow. Email you those tickets and the tickets courtesy of Mad Rose Pub. Matt up at Madros taking care of us all year long. What a beauty. 15 I would do Royal Vista Place. For those, I'd do anything for that poutine right now. Anything. Oh. I am beyond hungry. The wings are great. What I do like is we are getting a lot of people who are going up there and then just snapping, food. snapping a photo. Hey, fellas, had to do it. Had to be done. Well done. Check mark. See that pizza there? They're making that dough, that sauce fresh every day. That's not coming out of some friggin' truck back and beep, 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 and they're wheeling frozen pizzas out the back door. Not at Mad Rose Pub. So good you eat the whole thing, right? Some shitty pubs are doing that to you. Matt would not do that to you. Not there. Not he cares about watch. you. Give you stale beer and shitty food. Not nope. Matt. Not at Mad Rose nope. Pub. No, sir. Well, tomorrow is uh, Ask well, I, Rhett. I apologize. I got I to gotta oh. apologize for my bad language today. I'm sorry. Today? It's a couple days in a row, to be honest. Don't apologize to us. I'm okay with it, though. I mean, it was some of the, it was passionate. I shouldn't have swore at you, though, right? That's a personal <laughs> assault, and I don't condone that. It's okay. Well, well sometimes this is part of the game. Take the advice and just. Now, are you apologizing because you don't think he deserved it, or just that you said it? You feel bad. No, just that I should have more self control. Right, yeah. yeah. But he deserved to be told to shut. 100%. Yeah, for sure. Tough to debate that. <laughs> <laughs> tomorrow thursday means ask rat get your questions in we all have questions like a lot of people are hearing you on this show you're passionate it's not just it doesn't just end with hockey you're passionate about so many things in life and if you need to draw on his passion and life experience you can email him ask at flamesnation.ca and we will comb through those questions tomorrow courtesy of hope street property management any topics you've been particularly uh, passionate about investigating of late, Rhett, that you'd like to maybe have love people? love to have a deep dive into some uh, <laughs> teaching philosophy and teachers in general. They're always a uh, wonderful addition to any Ask Rhett. The timing couldn't be better as we are right into teachers' convention deep tomorrow dive. and Friday. Wow. And then Monday, a holiday Monday. family day. So <laughs> I look forward to all the teacher convention questions coming in tomorrow on <laughs> Ask Rhett. Time off. Get some time off, you lovely teachers. Hope Street Rental Property Management. They're Canada's Property Manager of the Year. If you need to rent, if you're looking to rent some of the properties you have, there's no other. I don't know why you would do anything but get Hope Street. You've been using a shitty company that's got snakes falling out of your ceiling. Yeah. you got to switch to Hope Street. Yeah. Hey, I th- what's this place you rented me? There's snakes in the... Not shaving. There's 40-foot anacondas. Just came through the, the shitter and bit me in the ass. It's not going to happen. No, not Hope Street. If you get Hope Street, they're, they're going to they check for that stuff. Don't put that on, Alex. Holly! <laughs> Hope Street Rental Property Management. Hope Street. Hope Street.ca. Hope Street.ca. Hope Street.ca. Yeah, yeah, I missed it. Before we go, the Betway Bets of the Day. You had said earlier, what? Yes. Betway uh, Bets of the Day. You said earlier something about the schedule or whatever. But uh, Leafs, Hawks. All right. You're not, there's no six, juice. Yeah, go ahead. Six games on the NHL sched today. Obviously, Flames are idle, so nothing there. Uh I kind of went in, they, they have some of the pre-built bets, yep. some of the different things. You can go and find your individual bets, and some of them, mm-hmm. they'll stack in 
in uh, it's in the pre-built category. I'm going to go a power play point for each of Nikita Kucherov and Connor McDavid. The Oilers, as we know, hosting Detroit. Tampa Bay, are, they're in Arizona. Oh, stupid me! I forgot. I'm just going to go check the uh, points. How's Kucherov doing this year? It's third? Tampa. We know third in league. Third in league score. Yeah, behind so, uh, the god and the demigod. Yeah. In Shelbyville. So, okay, you're getting two of the top three scores. Power play points, give it a shot, plus 175 if they both yeah. get one. And then a little combo pack. This is what the uh, the Cowards parlay. Yeah, that is a Cowards parlay right the there. The Rangers, they're in Vancouver. Oh, yeah. Tampa Bay at Arizona. Toronto mm-hmm. home to Chicago. Regulation, or uh, money line wins, anytime wins for those three. Plus 160. So you're thinking you're going to go with Shesterkin and the Rangers, not Colin Delia and the Canucks. Yeah, I'm going to go with the okay. Rangers. Yeah. Got, got it. So give me those three. If all three of those guys win, plus 160. I don't mind those. There you go. It's a very rational, well-thought-out bet. Thanks, Ryan. Uh, I'm going out to, to Toronto, Chicago, visiting the uh, largest hockey market on earth, where Austin Matthews makes his return. If he scores the first goal of the game, I mean, it's not like he, if he's going to, it's when. Mm. Plus 550. When? He's coming back with a bang. This guy had four goals his first NHL game. He's coming back with a vengeance here. And most Sider. scored a first minute. Yeah, why not, right? First shift. Put him out there. Let's go. Uh, most Sider, 15 assists his last 14 games. Uh, yeah, I'll take one assist in Edmonton paying plus 140. And we hit on this against the Flames last Thursday. Good player. Really good player. And the assists are there. There's a bunch of helpers of late. So not a point, but an plus assist. That's correct. Mo. He's not... It's not Mo. Moritz. You make me sick when you talk, Morris. That's Moritz. your Betway Bets of the Day, B19. Get that Betway app on your phone. Enjoy yourself. Be responsible, of course, and uh, Ontario and all that sort of thing. Uh, special guest, ho- guest co-host tomorrow on the program. I'm taking a, a leave for mental health because of Rhett's disparaging remarks towards me. HR has uh, emailed. HR. That um, we are HR, don't worry. Ryan is uh, distraught, <laughs> emotionally damaged after today's program. It's a mental health day. Uh, so we will have a, uh, a special guest in that chair to join Rhett and I tomorrow. It'll be a game day. And Cliffhanger? You're not telling us. We're, All right. we're not going to wow. announce who it is. Like, okay. It's a complete- I don't want to put he or she... You know, maybe, maybe something comes up they can't make, and then it's like, oh, you, I thought you were going to be on that. No, well, now I'm for surely tuning in. That's great. That's great. I I definitely swear, tune in. I hope it's a girl because we've never had on a guest host. Well, we saw the shoveler briefly yeah. on the Spirits Christmas show. And in the, the uh, Florida that, uh, trip to the <laughs> Wales Rip. She's more of, you know, loves what? the sun. She's not known for, she's not known for in, her intellect and so, uh, talk oh, abilities. She's talking. That's right. So, very very visual yeah for her visual attributes she was on the screen for a very short time but i knew exactly what she was trying to get across it was very clear she was very good she was saying you're number one yeah you're number one yeah you're number one have a great wednesday back tomorrow game day (laughs) oh good luck getting that out of your yeah back at it again tonight folks if you want to get disturbed and lose sleep over a wranglers win between that snakes and horse sucks rhett falling asleep at his computer lots of uh Heartwarming images on the show today. Yeah, good one. If for you weren't watching today. on YouTube, you missed out. You really did. You did. See you tomorrow, buddies. <laughs> Have a good one. Well, Oilers suck. Yeah. <laughs> the disdain.
When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.